Love you guys. We're going to have Brennan Nix share what is the gospel. Woo! I'm excited. <laughs> Ooh, all the flavors of Jesus. Um, and then afterwards, we'll just, yeah, maybe we'll do a little uh, question and responses. Or if people need prayer, we can do some prayer requests and pray for some people. But we're just going to go with the flow and see where the Lord goes, how he leads, and just be present and available. Hallelujah. Welcome, Brennan. How you doing? Hello, hello. I'm, I'm doing well. Doing <laughs> it's good. Good. To, good to see you. Good to hear you. Glad, glad you're here. Well, I guess I'm just going to hand it over to you um, to share whatever's on the your heart. So I'll just pray for you. Thank you, Lord, for the word that's in Brennan's heart and his mouth. Lord, we just ask for just, just clear clarity and wisdom of heaven just to manifest through him. Lord, and we just receive just whatever you're saying, Abba, through Brennan. Thank you, Jesus. Bless him. Go for it, Brennan. Awesome. Thank you, Katie. So honored to be on here. So thankful and super excited uh, to share the gospel, my, my gospel. I have my own gospel. We all, <laughs> we all have a unique way of, of, of sharing the gospel because it's written on your heart. Uh, Paul said that he, he, he claimed the gospel. He owned the gospel that Jesus had um, uh, put him in charge of, of, of preaching. And so, you can say that you have the gospel. It's your gospel. Uh, and so I guess we're going we're gonna to break my version and how I understand the gospel down. Uh, and it's so good just hearing it from different voices. Um, yeah. It's like brick upon brick of a firm foundation that's being built in our heart as the unveiling of Christ happens. And it just becomes more clearer and clearer and clearer and blissful and glorious uh, over time as we begin to just, we begin to see his face, his, his beautiful face, and you begin to feel his beautiful presence. I'm getting whacked. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. Yes, Lord. I love it. I love it. It's a, the gospel, it's an experience. And, uh, I'm excited. I'm, my name's Brandon Nix. You can't see my wife, Laura. Look at Laura, my, my beautiful. She's Ooh. with us. Hi, Laura. <laughs> uh, she's great. And uh, yes, Lord, I'm excited, man, about this beautiful gospel. And uh, The gospel is absolutely too good to be true. Uh, it says, I'm not, Paul, 
<laughs> and and so, man, I, I want to try to break down the Trinitarian gospel. Uh, and, and I think the best way to do it, to see it more clearly, is if I can kind of set a contrast. Uh, I'm not going to pick on Arminian brothers or, or Calvinists, but I, I may use them a little bit to show a difference. Uh, and to set a contrast so that we can gain a better understanding of what what the Trinitarian, the ancient gospel is, and what is the message that we're carrying. Uh, and it, it looks a lot different. Um, I know for the first decade almost of my Christian walk, I was indoctrinated with Arminianism. And it's how I understood the gospel. until thing and I started deconstructing some things and then reconstructing some things I just wanted to figure it out uh, and so I think as a Christian someone who has a fire for Jesus um, man I want to know what the whole body of Christ is thinking what makes them tick how do they believe what are they seeing and so man I'm I was open to uh, learning from all camps just with an open mind and open heart. I didn't have to agree. I didn't have to argue. I just wanted to see how people see. And I think, first of all, if we're going to have unity, if we're going to walk with Christ, we need to know how our brothers and sisters think, even though we may not agree with them. Can you get amen? Right. What I mean is we should know what we should know what Trinitarian theology is. We should know what Armenian theology is. We should know what Calvinism is. We should know a little bit about what our Roman Catholic brothers believe, uh, the Eastern Orthodox, and um, that we should we should we should have a little bit of um, education and understanding of what everyone believes. Does that make sense? Because I don't know what I believe until I know what everyone else believes. Otherwise, I'm just spoon fed and told what to believe. Does that make sense? Uh, until all the facts are laid out on the table, I really don't know what's going on. Uh, um, an example, eschatology. I should know preter preterism, partial preterism, futurist, post-trip, mid-trip, pre-trip. If I'm going to say I have a argument or if I have a message of eschatology, does that make sense? If I only understand one vein of eschatology, I don't know what I'm talking about. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, when it comes to theology, that's how I think. We got to figure out what's all the information, throw it on the table and see what we truly believe. And so uh, it's good. So that's what we're doing. We're growing in that. We're growing in our understanding. Uh, but at the same time, the reason we're doing this is because we're drinking. Christ is on those words. He's on those letters and he is the word. And when you begin to tap into truth, it's like right now, as I'm speaking, I'm, I'm feeling the power of the Holy Spirit surge through my body. And, and, and that's the whack. And we're staying whacked and we study. Jesus said, if you're my disciple, if you're my learner, you will study the truth. You'll continue in the word and you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. And so we know the end result of good theology of the truth of the gospel is, man, I'm blissed out, healthy, whole, and just living like Christ 
It's in all of my relationships under the power of the Holy Spirit because Jesus is sharing his life with me. And so we study to have a more clear wine skin that can really contain the wine because at the end of the day, man, it's all about being aware of his presence. That way we're sharing in the perichoresis and God is sharing all things with us by the spirit and we're living in an experiential uh, union where we're consciously aware of his fellowship. And I, I know for myself, when I, when I, my freedom from the gospel simply just comes, I'm experiencing his fellowship. And as I'm experiencing his fellowship, I'm experiencing him and all that he is, uh, his moral code, his goodness, his life, his peace, his joy, his love, all of these things that the Father, Son, and Spirit are sharing together, you and I have been tapped into that. We have been awakened into that. We have been uh, brought into that so that we can experience it and live life here uh, and so my wife is awesome, man. She she drinks this gospel and she's super Jesus to me. We've been married three years and, and it really works. Like this gospel, I, I watch her mother, uh, our, our daughter, Rachel, who just turned a year and it's just blissful, fun, childlike parenting where we're having the time of our life, being married, being parents, being friends to the people we know, starting community. It's just all fun. You know, it's all fun. It's all blissful. And that's the result of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the gospel for it's the power of sozo. That word sozo, or power of salvation. Uh, that word sozo simply means I'm super free. I'm, I'm free from sin. <laughs> I'm healed from darkness. I'm whole. Uh, and I have authority over evil spirits because I'm a son. I know who I am. It's just super freedom. Oh, good theology is to experience Jesus Christ. And when you begin to experience Jesus Christ, your life just effortlessly becomes free. And, and I have authority to speak to this because I have, I spent... I spent the first 30 years of my life in bondage, uh, major bondage. Uh, and so, I, you know, I banged drugs for over a decade, heroin, ice. I sold drugs. Uh, I had like four or five different families because my parents kept divorcing. I went to 15 different schools. If a man was broken, I was broken, you know. And uh, you come when you know, I tell people the reason that, I, I went after the gospels not to be in ministry or to get paid or to do any of these things. I just wanted to live and not die. So I had to find out the real gospel. So we're going to talk about that. <laughs> uh, about this gospel, man. And this gospel is just blowing my mind because we're experiencing uh, the Trinity every day, and we're living in this fellowship uh, where we're living from an encounter. We wake up and we're in an encounter with Jesus, and we're experiencing this fellowship. And 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 for me, how 
uh, I remember when I first encountered the Lord in 07, it was the best thing I had ever tasted in my whole life. Like when I experienced Jesus, I was like, this is pure ecstasy. I had an ecstasy experience. And from that, I become a Christian. I'm like, how do you not become a Christian when you've encountered you, Jesus? I don't know how to do it, what it's about. But all I know is I need more of you. I want you. Uh, had no language for it. And, and I said, it, my prayer was, if you can turn on the water, you can leave it running. <laughs> and so at that time, I want to figure out how the water, the river stays flowing in my life. And I think we are all created to have that river constantly flowing in our life when we're aware and we're living from that ecstatic bliss of their presence. And, and, and that just gets into every sphere and scope of our life, our daily life. And so, uh, man, started started really, how, how is that possible? Because in an Armenian world, you have this you have this Holy Spirit that comes and rests on you. You have this Jesus who's outside of you, and you have to invite him into your heart. And when you do, you're born again. And then you can get more of the Holy Spirit. There's always like more of the Holy Spirit. There, there was so much separation that I was being indoctrinated in those first seven years that were creeping into my mind and, and twisting my mind to see God in this, this, this come and go God. And I wasn't, I wasn't living in an experiential Christianity. And most of my experience was when I went to the building and we cried out for God and God came and we felt God for a few minutes. And then we left and we didn't know we were going to fill him tomorrow or experience him tomorrow. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was a mindset that was being formed to think like this. Um, and so uh, I, I just knew something wasn't right. Uh, as as you study through scriptures and 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 it just didn't feel right. Uh, and so when I when I had Rachel, my daughter, I guess the best way you can see it is I started seeing the Lord started speaking to me. First thing He started saying for for a couple of years is Brandon, I'm omnipresent. I'm everywhere, Father, Son, Spirit. I'm everywhere. And I heard a couple of leaders say they run in a pack. Uh, they do everything together. And, and I started, Lord, you are omnipresent. You're, mm -hmm. If you're everywhere, that means you fill all the space. And that that's the first thing we have to understand about the Trinity. I think it's T.F. Torrance says that the Trinity is the ground and grammar of theology. And so once you see that the Trinity is everywhere, all together, three persons, one being, you realize they're everywhere. And we live in them, we move and have our being. Uh, everything has to start right there. When you see that, it begins to make everything more clear. Um and so I started seeing that, and then I started looking at Rachel when she was born. And I was like, she's full of the Trinity. She is full of the Trinity. She's, she's God's daughter. Uh, she comes from them. Uh, my daughter, Rachel, belongs to them more than she does to me and Laura. 
like they're she's actually their daughter and then she's our earthly daughter and we get to steward God's daughter uh, and I, and I just begin hearing this and and I, and I begin hearing the Lord say Brandon she's holy she's pure she's innocent she comes straight from me and I started I started thinking about that and I started remembering what I had been taught in Arminianism is that they're taught that these kids, when they're born, they're born sinful, they're born separated from God, they're unholy, and that they're in Adam, which really means they're a child of the devil. It's just a nice way of saying it. And that uh, they're basically despised by God. Mm -hmm. And I started thinking about that. There's no way that can that that can't be true. Mm -hmm. That's impossible. Mm -hmm. Like, but the 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 ramifications of that is that the kids that are taught that grow up with this false identity, this self hatred, uh, that starts rejection issues. Um, what else? What other? All kinds of dysfunctions. You can you can just throw it in there. And along the church, along with the world, are placing a false identity on these kids from a very young age. And, 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 and Augustine said if a baby died, they'd go to hell. And he's the father of the West. And I'm thinking to myself, like, man, this stuff's crazy. This stuff is just really crazy. People believe this. Uh, and so, you know, Rachel or our kids, they have to grow up. And I guess some some church father came up with the age of accountability as if like, you know, there's an age that a child comes to where they got to make the decision. And when they make the decision to invite Jesus in and they say the sinner's prayer, go to the altar. And they make a choice for God. And they'll become a new creation. Uh, but until then, they're the old creation. And so that's this gospel that we got delivered from <laughs> mm -hmm. and uh, started really studying the early church fathers. And and when you when you do, you see that, man, these early second and third and fourth uh, uh generation what am i trying to say lord since uh yeah the these early church fathers who lived in the 200s and the 300s and the 400s the fourth century that's what i'm trying to say um these guys man they were seeing something a whole lot different um and when you begin to see it I'm, I'm going to read a couple quotes. And then we're going to talk about what is the real gospel. Uh, this, this quote's from T.F. Torrance. Uh, Christ was so one with us that when he died, we died. For he did not die for himself, but for us. But, and he did. Yeah, yeah, let me say, let me start over. 
Uh, Christ was so one with us that when he died, we died. For he did not die for himself, but for us. And he did not die alone, but we died in him and those whom he had bound to himself inseparably by his incarnation. Therefore, when he rose again, we rose in him and with him. And when he presented himself before the face of the Father, he presented us also before God. So that we are already accepted by God in him one and for all. Man, this is mind-blowing. Um, St. Hilary said, Christ has become the body of the whole of humanity, that through the body that he was kind enough to assume, the whole of humanity might be hidden in him, and he, by means of the unseen existence, could be rep reproduced in all. Uh, uh, St. Irenaeus said that he has united all beings together. Uh, and I was reading Hebrews 12. And then he, I think it's Hebrews 12. Let me look here. Um, no, Hebrews 7, I'm sorry. And, and I want you to get this. This, 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 this just blew my mind. Uh, it says this. It says, it could be said of Levi... Himself, who receives tithes, paid through the tithe through Abraham. Let me read that again. And it could be said that Levi himself, who receives tithes, paid a tithe through Abraham. For he was still in his ancestors' loins when Melchizedek met him. Do you hear that? It's saying Levi, even though he wasn't born yet, because Abraham had tithed to Melchizedek, it was counted to Levi as he had tithed as well. And it could be said that Levi himself, who receives tithes, paid a tithe through Abraham, for he was still in his ancestor Abraham's loins when Melchizedek met him. When you read this, so when who was in Adam's loins when Adam fell? Christ was right there in, in Adam. He never left him. He never left Adam. Okay. And so, guys, this, this gospel is way bigger and way gooder and way better and way tastier than anything we've ever heard. It's so good. <laughs> He's in it all. He's always been in all of it. And the gospel, man, is, is when Jesus Christ in his incarnation, when he was conceived in the Virgin Mary, divinity right there put on all of creation. Jesus didn't just become a man standing over there. Jesus Christ became the whole material 
the whole material order. He became the dust of the ground and everything that dust is made out of, the whole cosmos, the stars, dirt, water, everything, Jesus literally put on his creation. And somehow, man, we have totally, we, we have totally missed this revelation. Uh, in the West, we have no clue what the incarnation means. And so Jesus, God, in his hypostatic union, he put on the creation and where Adam had failed, Jesus came and reaccomplished it and did it perfect in our place, on our behalf, literally as us, literally as us. And when he, when he did that, man, he lived perfectly in our place. When he died, the old creation died. When he rose, the new creation rose in him. And when he ascended, every part of this creation was taken where? <laughs> face to face, in the most holy place, fully sanctified, fully pure, fully clean, fully made holy, fully righteous in Christ Jesus. Guys, this is the gospel. I, I'm going to read. <laughs> he puts you on like a cloak. He did it all for us. And he put everything of the old order to death. Adam died at the cross. The old creation died at the cross. Everything of the old order died at the cross. And in his resurrection, he recreated everything. He made everything new. And we still hadn't grasped it. And then I'm going to read Hebrews 9. Hebrews 9 really, really, really breaks this down uh, in, a, in, a, in a way that we can see it more clearly. <laughs> it's so good. I'm going to start. This is Hebrews 9, 5. And above the ark were the cherubim of glory overshadowing the mercy seat. Now is not the time to speak of these things in detail. Really, why he's saying that, he's speaking of you. You are the heavenly tabernacle, the heavenly temple. Um, the earthly was just a model of you, which is the heavenly. Um, so with these things prepared like this, the priest entered uh, on the day of atonement, on the day of atonement in Israel. Uh, a priest would enter into the most holy place once a year uh, to atone, uh, atone and expiate for the sins of all of Israel. So this high priest would go in and uh, it says right here, it says, so these things prepared like the priests enter continually in the outer tent and they perform their duties. But only the high priest enters once a year into the inner tent or the holy of holies and not without blood that he offers for himself for the sins of the people committed in ignorance. Uh, so what it's saying is he, when this high priest went in, uh, he made atonement, purification. He sanctified all of Israel, whether Israel wanted it or not. Everyone's sins were forgiven, whether they asked for it or not. 
And it says right here, he went in for the sins committed in ignorance, meaning it, it doesn't matter. It was just, it, it was what it was. Everyone in Israel at this time was forgiven for a whole year. Uh, and it says, um, the Holy Spirit is making clear that the way into the holy place had not yet appeared as long as the old tabernacle was standing. This was a symbol for the time then present when gifts and sacrifices were offered that could not perfect the conscience of the worshiper. Uh, they served only for <laughs> matters of food and drink and various ritual washings. Uh, they are external regulations imposed until the new order will come. Uh, say the new order's here. It's, it's here. It's, it's, it's finished. Uh, you're in the new order. Uh, you're in the new covenant. Uh, but now Christ has come as the high priest of good things to come. The good things are here. It's happened. He passed through the greater and more perfect tent, not made with hands, that is, not of his creation. And he entered in once for all into the most holy place, not by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood. And so he himself secured uh, a redeemed union with humanity, redemption. For it is, for if the blood of goats and bulls and ashes of a young cow sprinkled on those who are defiled, consecrated them and provided ritual purity. How much more with the blood of Christ through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to God, purify our conscience from dead works so that we can worship the living God, be made aware of the living God, of the living God. And so he is the mediator of a new covenant so that those who are called may receive the eternal inheritance he promised since he died to set them free from the violations committed under the first covenant. He's talking about Israel. For where there is a will, the death of the one who made it must be proven. For a will takes effect only at death since it carries no force while the one who made it is alive. So even the first covenant was inaugurated with blood when Moses had spoken every command to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves, goats with water and scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled both uh, the book itself and all the people and said, this is the blood of the covenant that God has commanded you to keep. And both the tabernacle and the utensils of worship, he likewise sprinkled with the blood. Indeed, according to the law, all, almost everything was purified with his blood. And without the shedding of blood, there was no forgiveness, no release of, of sins. So it was necessary for the sketches of these things in heaven to be purified with these sacrifices. But the heavenly things themselves required a better sacrifice than these. Ooh, so yes, Jesus, the better sacrifice. For Christ did not enter the sanctuary made by hands, the representation of the true sanctuary, but into heaven itself, and he appears now in God's presence for us. Guys, do, do, do you see what this is saying? 
For then we would have to suffer again and again since the foundation of the world. But now he has appeared once and for all at the consummation of the ages to put away sin by his sacrifice. Say he put away sin, the lamb who takes away the sin of the world. He became sin so that we might become the righteous of God. He became poor so that we would become rich. Uh, <clears throat> and what does that look like? And just as the people are appointed to die once and then judgment so also after christ was offered once to bear the sins of the many to those who eagerly await him he will appear a second time to bear the sin to bring resurrection uh so what this is saying guys the in the old testament if this priest went into the holy of holies and he had done something wrong he would die <clears throat> like in, in in the old testament you couldn't even say the name yahweh because it was too holy right you understand what has happened in the broken body of Jesus, Jesus, the word become flesh. And when the word became flesh, he put on the whole creation. He put on the material world. And he said, I have to sanctify myself that you too may be sanctified. What was he saying? He was like, guys, I'm about to take all of creation into the most holy place your spirit didn't just get born again and your spirit somewhere in heaven with god and your body's here and your soul's here dirty no he sanctified your whole being like jesus christ athanasius says this athanasius says and Irenaeus both he became what we are that he might make us what he is Guys, the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, the ground and grammar of theology, one being, this one being has grafted you and brought you in, body, soul, and spirit. You're part of that one being now. Wow. It's not this one, it's oneness with distinction. You have your own personality, just like Jesus, like the Father, like the Spirit. I'm Brandon, this is Laura, you're you, but somehow we have been grafted into the beingness of the Father, Son, and Spirit, body, soul, and spirit. And this puts a whole different understanding on Joel 2 and Acts 2. In the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Guys, all humanity is seated right there in the throne room, face-to-face -face with Yahweh, holy, sanctified, purified, innocent, blameless, without reproach, a new creation in him. Woo! And guys, we know it. We know where we be. Hosea 6.2, on the second day he will revive us, on the third day he will raise us up to be face-to-face -face with Yahweh. Who? All creation. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He has brought all humanity, your dog, your neighbor's dog, the person you don't like, the person you do like, uh, black, white, yellow, Asian, male, female, barbarian. <laughs> Everyone is seated in Christ Jesus, face to face with our holy, with our Father in his holiness, 
is good, not legal holiness, but is set apart, beautiful, other giving love, holiness, right there face to face as a new creation in him. Jesus has done it all. This is a truly finished work. This is a truly done deal. This is something that happened 2,000 years ago, really before the foundation of the earth. If you saw this stuff back in the Old Testament, there's men that understood this. They got this. And they began to participate in what was a future thing, what we're now participating in. And, man, we have totally just missed it. And I look at my daughter. My daughter is bound. There is a man in the holy place of flesh and blood made of the earth, made of you. You are united with that one man. You are one with him in the flesh, not just the spirit. Those who are joining the Lord, one spirit with him. But as Laura and I are joined in marriage, you are bone of Jesus's flesh and you are blood of Jesus's flesh. You have the mind of Christ. This is a done deal. This is the truth of you, the truth of me, and the truth of everybody else. This brings a new light for we no longer see each other according to the flesh. We see them according to the spirit or we see their flesh saturated in the holiness of God, in God himself. Um, what it says, in, in the last days, I'll pour my spirit on all flesh. That word pour, it, it means committed. That's the purest word you can see. Because Holy Spirit from the beginning of time, Jesus from the beginning of time, Father from the beginning of time had always been in you. They had always been in all humanity. God is omnipresent. He can't leave. He loves you. He's your favorite temple, your favorite house. The sacrifice, Jesus coming, the incarnation was to change our mind, to save us from the lies we believed about ourselves. We were home free before we were ever lost. Wow. <laughs> he never left. He never left us. He just came, he became a man to show us what's really going on. And this is what's really going on. And in the last days, we awaken. We come to realize this. We discover this. And when we you've died, your life's hidden in Christ. You're seated in the heavenly realms with all spiritual blessing in the highest authority of the cosmos. Like if you go any higher, you're higher ranking. You're, you're, you're setting yourself to be a higher rank than God. You're hitting your head on his ceiling. Like he has brought you and I and the whole human race into the highest authority, the highest chair, the highest place, the most holiest, coolest apostolic place in all creation. Mm -hmm. And we're seated right there. And guess what? You didn't do one thing to get there. Nope. Except, I mean, except we stumbled a whole lot. We figured out that we couldn't do it. And you have all Christian, you have all the Western church trying to work themselves to get into this place that we've always been in. And Jesus just came to walk us back into this revelation that we've always been sons. We've always had an inheritance. We've always belonged to Yahweh. We've always been the center of his affection. We've always been his main thing. Uh, Torrance said, God loves you more than he does himself. Like if he, if he, if Romans eight thirty two, if he didn't spare Jesus or he let Jesus go through what he went through, how would he not graciously give you all things? He made everything for you and I. All of this is for you and I. Is to enjoy. 
And man, we're down here just orphaning, like acting like orphans, fighting with each other, competing with each other, jealous of each other, envious of each other. And you own the whole enchilada. You own everything. It all belongs to you. And, and I'm seeing as I, as you start seeing yourself here and, and, and your mind begins to take it in and your heart begins to receive this gospel and you begin to accept it and you begin to experience it and you begin to see it. And your faith begins to grow because Jesus is sharing his faith. Everything you have is Jesus is sharing it with you. You're under divine influence, whether you know it or not. And when we know it and we begin to participate in it, something begins to happen. We begin to, it begins to manifest. Manifest in our marriage, manifest in our finances. I mean, because what's going on is before the foundation of the earth, the Lord had a plan for your life and it's the best plan. And as we begin to participate in this perichoresis, this great dance, man, things just begin to manifest. And when they don't, and when everything's going wrong, you're just whacked. It's as if nothing's going wrong because you're you're learning to live. Look at this table, man. We're seated at this table behind me, and there's full is full of spiritual blessing. And when we begin to live from this heavenly reality, <laughs> our our earth reality begins to look like our heaven reality. Like Hagios, we're saints, man. We walk on, we walk in heaven and earth at the same time. I don't know if this is true, uh, but it sounds good. As it says, we're the only part of creation that can do that. The angels can't do that. They can only be in one or one or another. It's something to think about. Like we're 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 in heaven, just having a human experience. And when we begin to, it's a process from faith to faith, from grace to grace, as we begin to live from this heavenly reality, it begins to transform our, 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 our external earthly reality. And it's all blessing. It's all blessing, man. Um, everything, we rule and we reign with Christ from this place, uh, but everything that our Lord Jesus Christ deserves because of his perfect obedience and perfect life. And man, he was so good. He did, he did everything in love. Like everything he, like he does, he has the blessing and that blessing is now yours freely. Like everything the Lord Jesus deserves, you have it. Like, are you getting this? Do we get this? Do we understand this revelation? Like, this is the gospel, guys. You hear these people, you died, you, you he lived your life, he walked it all out for you, he put you on like a cloak. He died, your old man died. When he rose, you rose with him, a new creation came forth. You were born again in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and you ascended to heaven with the man Jesus Christ, and you've been seated there. You actually came to this world already seated there. And man, this sheds a whole new light on how I see my daughter and how I see others as kids. And I just like, I, I'm over here going, man, we are destroying our kids because we're telling them they're born with a sin nature. 
that they're born in Adam, that they got to be reborn and get a born-again spirit, and their spirit's one with Jesus's, but their, their mind is unsanctified, and their body is just a, a body of sin and shame, and it's not it's no good until they die. Like, your body may be fragile, but it is saturated in the Holy Ghost. And when you begin to experience that, even pain can't, I, like, my spine's been hurting all day, but the glory is greater. <laughs> I got four bulging discs, but the glory is greater. And when we begin to see this heavenly reality, it begins to manifest. <laughs> and, and, and we live wagged. We live super wagged uh, from this mind-blowing revelation uh, that it's happened, man. It is done. It is finished. And, and now... We just get to tell people because there is tons of people who don't know. And most of the people you tell, they're not going to receive you and they're not going to like you very much. I, you know, I was tied up in Sozo ministry in Birmingham and I was connected with all the charismatic Pentecostal church. So I'm well known in my city for ministry. These people don't like me no more. <laughs> and I'm good with that. Like, I don't want to be liked. I didn't get in this for ministry. I got in this to not die. And when you start discovering this truth, you're like, I'm like, Laura, I think we're the freest. And I'm not being boastful because it's Jesus. Like, I think we're the most freest people in our city, but nobody believes us, you know. <laughs> nobody believes us. They think we're full of it. And they were lying about it because they're all struggling. They're all needing inner healing. They're all going through all of these battles because of the mindset that's been placed on them since they were kids. They've been indoctrinated by this Armenian thing. And they think it's all up to them to do it because their spirit's connected with Jesus, but their body and soul is not. Do you see what I'm saying? And, and they're all dysfunctioning. And we're trying to tell people and they just won't listen. They, they, I, I think Baxter calls it the, the, the age of enlightenment. You're, you're enduring, long-suffering other people's enlightenment. We're like, Lord, we just love people. We just... I'm telling Lord, we just love people and we want them to be free and we want them to experience this bliss every day and we want them to know what happened to them. We want them to know who their kids are. We want their marriages to be blissful. We want their, their every part of their life just to be healthy and whole and good and fun and exciting like a kid who, who just enjoys life. Um, and, and, and I know Katie and you, Katie, you and Matt, you guys have been pioneering this and living this lifestyle and being a witness and an example. And so many of you other guys, I mean, when you start tasting this and you start seeing it in people's lives and you really get to know people and you get to know their heart and how they think and you do life with them and you see them all the time, you're like, man, we're living in a, we're living, we're living in this higher state of being, if I can say that. We're, we're actually, I feel the Holy Ghost all over me. Look, like right now, we're, we're just super wagged all day long. And we don't, we feel complete, guys. When you realize you're seated, body, soul, and spirit in front of Yahweh in Jesus, in his love, and he's sharing all this glory with you, you're complete. You're lacking nothing. You need nothing. He has supplied it all from the foundation of the world. And, and when you're complete in this goodness of Jesus, man, you're just like, we're like monks. We just want to sit around and worship all day and just stay blitzed in the glory and talk about the gospel and bust, bust, bust offensive messages on Facebook that 
that tweak people and, and get them thinking. And like, you're just hammered in the Holy Ghost. And it's all, you're, we're madly in love with Jesus. We love him because he first loved us. And man, you can sum up the gospel in this. Uh, I'm going to bring this, bring this to an end is that as he is, so are you in this world. That's literal guys. Like that is literal. Like you're so bound to the man, Jesus Christ. I, you don't know where he starts, where you end. It's like, Laura, me and Laura were married and we're one, like in the state of Alabama, like they see us as one, like we're Laura Brandon. I'm not going to go around and start saying I'm Laura and I hope she don't go around and start saying she's Brandon. That's weird, but we are one and we're treated like one in, 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 in the courts and everything else. Man, it's the same thing with you and Jesus. Jesus bound you to himself. You're his bride and you better not say nothing about his bride. I dare you to say something about Laura to me. I may I may become unsanctified for a minute. <laughs> you call my wife unholy or unsanctified. I might I might I might go back to the old Brandon who was in prison for a minute. You know, <laughs> Jesus feels the same. He does not like it. He he does not like it when people say stuff like that. When religion devalues you, he hates it. I don't know how we hadn't got it, man. God told Peter, call no man unholy. We're, we're Across the Western world, everybody's unholy. Like, Jesus did something great. I just don't see how the early, the early church fathers were seeing this so clearly. And the more you study Irenaeus, Hillary, Athanasius, uh, the Gregor, those Gregory guys, I can't even name all their names. They were seeing this. They were seeing Jesus. He put the creation on. And he did everything for us and he sanctified all creation and he took us home. He took away the sins of the world. And that's where you're at. That's where we're at. And, and, and that's evangelism is just helping people see this thing because Jesus has done. He, he's already done it all. You don't have to invite Jesus in. You don't have to say a magical prayer. You don't have to get on your face and beg and cry. You, you don't have to do nothing. You just realize what's already happened. You begin to participate. And, and, and this doesn't take away our free will, guys. Uh, that's been the big debate is, well, you just said Jesus is just you're, just, you're just a robot. No, like, but you cannot, you do not get to choose how you exist. I know, Katie, you didn't choose your eye color. You didn't choose to be a girl. You didn't choose your hair. I didn't choose to be a brown-eyed guy. I, I chose none of this. I didn't choose to be an Adam. You do not get to choose to be in Christ. He is your existence. There is no way other to, there's no other way to exist except Christ holding you together, body, soul, and spirit. It's the only way. You don't get to choose that. It's the only way. It's the science of God. It's his logic. There's no other way. There's no outside of God. But you have a choice. Now that you hear this good news, you have a choice. Do I want to participate in all that Jesus has done? Does that make sense? Like the gospel invites you to participate in a union that's already happened. By the spirit, where God shares the divine nature with us, and we get to live in this blissful, great dance of the Trinity. I can block it. I mean... Most people are just blocking it, I think, or rejecting it because they don't understand it because nobody's preaching this message. Very few people. 
And so, guys, let's turn up the volume on it. Let's start cranking it up. Let's start seeing this message. Let's learn how to simplify it. Let's learn how to preach it to our neighbor so that they realize, hey, they're seated right there in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's the gospel. It's it's good news. News is something that happened. It's not good instruction. It's good news. And we just wake up and realize that Jesus, I, lo- I love what Matt says, Jesus really, really did so. <laughs> yeah, he pulled it off. It's finished. <laughs> Oh, so, guys, so good. Yeah, yeah, I'm finished. Um, I, I can pray if you guys have <laughs> prayers. If you have any questions, we'll try to answer them. Uh, I hope I was able to bring that into more clarity and make sense. We're usually in bed at this time, so. <laughs> That's so good, Brennan. Yeah. yeah. Does, does anybody have any questions? We can have some res- questions and response time or... Ooh, wow. Just soaking it all in. <laughs> Matt Knickles asking for prayer from the apostle, <laughs> from the apostle Brennan. <laughs> Ooh, Jesus. Yeah, I was just really yeah, feeling too like anything specific. Man, yeah. I heard I, when when I when 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 she when when Katie said your name, uh, I just thought about the circuit riders. Um, and man, I, I believe God is raising you up. You're you're already doing it. Uh, but it's just going to get better, and God's going to give you more territory. Uh, man, you're going to travel. You're going to preach this gospel. It's all over you, bro. You're a son of God. You're a prophet. You are chosen by God to declare this this message to the nations, and God is going to take you to many places, just like he took the circuit riders. Uh, see you going all over America and international, bro. Uh, you carry just a really heavy anointing to preach, to teach, uh, and to declare this message. And man, you really have an amazing perspective into the gospel. Uh, and I, I, I personally, I, I love hearing you talk about it. Love hearing you preach. And um, so I bless you. Bless you with that. Ooh. Thank you, brother. Yeah, you're welcome. Woo. Glory. Yeah, when you were speaking, Brennan, I just felt, man, just like little children. They're just, it's so simple. I just see like this just simplicity. Like even when I shared, when you, you shared at that funeral, like, I just saw my son's ears just opening 
to just the glory of this gospel and uh yeah just see just the youth you just i don't know something something it's just so simple and little children are getting it and it's just coming out of you I love it. Thank you. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I really yeah. have a heart. I want to see the kids get this. We 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 want we want to see a, a Trinitarian school birthed in our city where we're raising kids in this understanding. And, and also getting an amazing <laughs> education, but learning learning agri agriculture. Yeah. Yeah. That's our heart. That's 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 what love. <laughs> Yes, Lord. Anybody else? Oh, Matt's asking, where do you see yourself in five years? <clears throat> Swag, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, seriously, <laughs> seriously, man. We really, we really want to see a community established in our city where we're able to. Uh, uh, my 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 heart is really to see an elementary school for kids. In uh, a community who's seeing this gospel and, and, and are experiencing this gospel together uh, here in Birmingham, Alabama. That's what we're believing the Lord for. We're, we're, we're wanting to see a revolution. Ooh, glory. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, done. Shing, 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 yeah. shing, shing. <laughs> Uh, yeah this week I was just thinking about how this reality of in Christ in us it's just it's more it's more real than anything else you know as you as you're communing with the Holy Spirit it's like every it's just so real you know and like you could just go anywhere and you're like I'm okay <laughs> I'm good. I've got, I, I've got Jesus, you know, Jesus is here. Like just, I don't know. Yeah. He's just, he's just bringing that revelation to us, just the awareness of his presence. And it's like the things that are going on around us, they just, it can't, can't, can't change our mind, you know, about how much of God is here. <laughs> What were you saying, Matt? Let's see. Matt's asking, do you feel any other words for anyone here, Brennan? Adrian, I, I, I can't. I'm trying to discern a word. Uh, it's, 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 I, I immediately saw a picture of you picking an apple off an apple tree. And... Uh, I felt like it's these these resources that the Lord has given you um, to bring healing 
to ministries, but also to finance ministries. Oh, and 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 so that's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Resources. The Lord, those apples, the apple tree is the Lord's re- trusting you with resources uh, so that those resources begin to flow through you to places he needs them to go. Awesome. He likes that. Look at that face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and Donnie, I, I just heard the Lord say, your dreams are going to come to pass. Uh, those desires in your heart are placed there by the Lord. And he's going to bring these things that have been um, just held in your, just held as treasures to you, man. God's going to bring those uh, dreams and desires to pass. Ooh, thank God. <laughs> Yeah, Lord. Anybody have any more questions while we're here? Or prayer requests? Mm. Ooh, it's good to be together. Well, thank you for whacking up, Amanda. Ding, ding, ding. She looks, she looks high. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Allison is feeling so satisfied on his fat. Woo! Yes. Well, oh, feel that. Shura ba 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 ba. Kura ba de 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 de. Woo. Woo. Is there anything new about Jesus that you've been studying? Another question from Matt. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, no, this, I mean, this week, just really been pondering. It's like I, I, I go in circles throughout the year. Mm-hmm. During the same seasons, the same revelation seems to pop up in my heart. Uh, I mean, this month really just been pondering. Mostly, what I talked about tonight is how the Lord put the whole creation on. Like God became the dust, 
God became everything that dust and earth is made out of. And he did it all for us. And he took that, he took, he took that into the holy place. Like to call, to call, to call someone unholy is the blasphemy of Trinity. Now, in, in, in when you know they came to Jesus, they said Jesus cast when the Pharisees came to Jesus, they said, You you cast out demons by Beelzebub. And he goes into this whole spill, like, you know, you talk about my father, you talk about me, but you better not talk about the Holy Spirit. You better not talk about my mama. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, <laughs> he said that he said this because they, they said he had an unclean spirit. And so if you are bound to Jesus in the flesh and you're one spirit with the Lord and you're seated in the most holy place, then Everything about you to say that you have an unclean spirit or to say you're unholy is to say that the Lord is unholy. If, do, you see, do you see what I'm saying? If he did this, and he did, he put us on, he did it for us, body, soul, and spirit, he took us into the most holy place. You're one with God, body, soul, and spirit. If, there, if we can even use that language, I don't even know that's that's real. I mean, our, uh, you say he took our whole beingness, everything, into the most holy place. So to call, to say you have an unclean spirit is to say the Holy Spirit's unclean. I believe in deliverance. I mean, I believe people get caught up in belief systems and and demons demons. Uh, uh, manipulate people and deceive people who don't understand who they are. And I believe how, it, what, however that makes sense. I don't have the science behind it, but I believe that we cast demons away from people uh, and people can become demonized. But to call that person unholy, unsanctified is to say that God is unholy and unsanctified. Um, this changes how we do deliverance, um, Matt. Um, if God is omnipresent, you know, we've been taught deliverance is like, I have the spirit of God. That person doesn't have the spirit of God. That person is not born again. That person is not seated in heaven. That person is lost, so they're demon possessed. I have the spirit of God. If I can go to that person and I can cast out that demon by the spirit of God, get that person to invite Jesus in so they become born again. Uh, <clears throat> that that's, that's our old style of deliverance. That stuff don't make sense anymore. I did that for years. I, I did that for seven years. If, if God, the father, God, the son and God, the Holy spirit saturate planet earth and planet earth is saturated by God. Uh, what does that mean for the demonic realm? Where's the demonic realm? Where? Under our feet. <laughs> huh? Under I mean, that, that, yeah, literally, I mean, literally and figuratively.
present and all people have been taken to the heavenly realm of Christ Jesus and have been sanctified, made holy, made pure, born again in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, as this Trinitarian gospel declares, then obviously, you know, I, I may get killed for this, but I don't care. I'm not trying to gain reputation in ministry. I don't care. I, I'm free. I'm good. <laughs> I like I like my relationship with Jesus. Uh, is obviously the devil is running around in God. <laughs> so so when it comes to deliverance we're not trying to cast the demon out by the spirit of god there has to be some kind of agreement there with that enemy i'm just throwing this out there because you asked what i've been thinking about because this is this is the ramifications of the gospel we got to rethink this stuff too uh does that make sense so I mean, you have a whole crowd. They just throw out demons all together. They just say it don't exist. It's just mindsets, you know. But something to think about. Shaba. <laughs> 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 Wow. Oh, but when a person discovers who they are and they come out of agreement with that thing and they come into agreement with what's happened in the finished word. So good. Are you still on here, Matt? What do you think about that? <laughs> He was wooing. Man, the the, the was... good thing, <laughs> man, God doesn't control. That's so amazing. He doesn't control. He lets us participate. In what he's doing, love, love, love doesn't control. Yeah. Wow. You guys are having fun tonight. This gospel, shing, ding, ding. It's just good every time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's good every time. Fresh, fresh waves of the Holy Spirit. Shoo, sha-ba-ba-ba-ba. I'm going to close out if there's any more questions. Bless you guys. Father, we just thank you for your spirit. Whoa. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for communicating. Whoa. The Trinity to our little minds, our little bodies. Jesus Christ. We just love you. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for your witness. Ooh, Lord, and we just thank you for just pouring out even more revelation and wisdom and knowledge of Jesus throughout our day. Just waves of your glory everywhere we go. Just bless all these people. Shing, ding, ding, my friends, your body. 
your bride. Lord, we just thank you for this gospel just going forth with power and clarity and wisdom. Shoo. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Shumba lama bamba. Hallelujah. Thank you, guys. Thanks again, Brennan. Um, if you guys can make it to the Kainos, Brennan and Laura will be here in in the flesh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's going to be so much fun. Yeah. Matt Knickel, come on down. You're the next contestant on the Kainos community thank you all and we'll be back um i guess next monday for the prayer party uh we're not gonna meet this sunday but yeah be blessed love you guys thank you so much oh thank Thank you. you